Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? In this episode, we're going to explore the Hanged Man card and look at the definitions and the imagery and where this particular energy is showing up in our life. So as an angsty sophomore in high school, which would have put me around... 15 or 16 or so, I remember being obsessed with the song Hanging by a Moment by the band Lifehouse. And I've been thinking about that song this week as I've been exploring the Hanged Man card, which is number 12 in the Major Arcana. Now, if I were a more linear storyteller, I would have started with The Fool, which we did cover in one of the first few podcast episodes. And I would have worked sequentially through the major arcana, and then I might have had a plan and gone sequentially through each of the different suits, ace to ten, and then examined the court cards. But like much to my student chagrin, I tell stories more like a spider weaves a web. So I might start in the middle and go off on one tangent, and then another thread leads this way. And when it works well, I have a beautiful web. And when it doesn't work well, I sort of have a ball of yarn that is all tangled together. And I'm like, well, I tried my best. So I go with kind of whatever's been leading me in the week. And this week has been really focused on the hanged man. Now, in the traditional Ryder Smith weight deck, which I did buy a couple of months ago just to have on hand, um, it was the Centennial edition, and I really loved that Pamela Coleman Smith's name was on the deck rather than just going with the Ryder weight or the um, some of the more like old school ways of calling the deck. So I actually did buy this deck um, and it's not particularly my favorite to use for readings and one that I um, don't necessarily gravitate towards as far as looking and diving deep into the symbolism. But since it's one of the first decks, I thought that I should start with examining the basic definition. And there's the word definition, right, going to the little white book of the meanings, but then there's also looking at the original image. And so in the Ryder Smith Waite traditional deck, the image of the hanged man is a figure in a blue blousey tunic and red tights or red leggings. Um, and they're hanging upside down from 
a cross beam that appears to be like a branch of a tree. It has some leaves on it, um, but it's definitely looks more man-made. Um, and there's actually in this imagery a lot of um, hearkening back to some of the ways that the, the saints, the Christian saints, the Christian martyrs were crucified, um, which was hanging upside down rather than hanging right side up. But so this image is um, a pretty gender neutral figure, though I have a feeling that the original artwork was meant to depict um, a masculine or male figure. But it's this this pretty gender neutral figure with blonde hair and a blue tunic top and red tights hanging upside down in this tree crossbeam by one ankle. And the other leg is bent behind them, sort of making the number four. Or like my one of my favorite yoga poses, tree pose. If in tree pose, you were upside down hanging from a tree. So around their head is a, a yellow glow, which kind of blends in with the blonde hair in this deck. And this imagery really reminds me of the medieval images of halos and saints. So when I look at this image, I can't help but thinking about where the Christian tradition comes and the martyrs, the saints, sort of this crucifixion, this up upside down crucifixion that could be happening. And yet the face of this figure is completely serene, seems totally relaxed and neutral, unbothered by the fact that they're upside down. Now, I gotta say, if I was hanging upside down from a tree, either being crucified as a saint or just simply being hung upside down by the tree against my will or some sort of force or volition outside of my own control, I don't think I would have that neutral of a appearance on my face. And when I see this image, I think about this story that my dad tells about being the youngest of three boys growing up and how one time his older brothers played a prank on him where he was maybe four or five, maybe six. Um, and they took a pair of their mom's pantyhose and they hung him upside down from the deck by his ankles by their mom's pantyhose. He must have been a little kid because pantyhose aren't that strong. Now, it was all in good fun, um, and it, I will tell my children that if they were to ever do that, they would get in serious trouble. But, you know, times were different than where a pack of boys hanging their brother upside down off the deck by some pantyhose. So this image, um, which evokes some feelings around possibly martyrdom or trying to be a saint, and it, it lends the question of whether this figure is choosing it or having some peaceful meditation while it is happening to them. It comes halfway through the major arcana. So we have zero to 21, which means that there's 22 cards um, in the major arcana journey. And this week I've been really focusing on doing a lot of my learning through Tessa Giberson's, um, who is City X Witch on Instagram. And they have this amazing zine series that goes through Major Arcana, the court cards, and each of the suits. And I've really been focusing on the Major Arcana. 
And one of the things that they say at the beginning of the zine is that there's um, Rachel Pollock's um, philosophy around the major arcana is that there are three lines to work with. So the first um, seven cards is the conscious and individuality. And then the second seven is the subconscious identity crisis. And then the third seven is the superconscious and the collective identity. So the hanged man would come in the second line, which deals with, um, according to Rachel Pollock, read through the zine that Tessa Gibbardson has um, put out that you can buy on their website. It's dealing with identity crisis and metamorphosis. So the original um, white book description of the hanged man is that in the upright position, which is how I read most of my cards, I'm still working through the idea emotionally of whether or not I want to do reversals. The upright position is all about suspension, restriction, letting go, or sacrifice. And so Tess says um, that the hanged man can be all about surrender and sort of that staying in discomfort and examining what we think our limits are. And when I read those descriptions, it makes me think about meditation and even some of my yoga classes where I have been in situations where I have to force myself to sit still, right? Where is my, where is my limitation? Not just physically, but where is my limitation um, emotionally in different situations that might bring up uncomfortable emotions. But as I keep reading these different definitions of the hanged man, I have been really struggling with where I connect to this idea. Um, suspension, martyrdom, self-sacrifice, all of these, um, you know, finding a different perspective. I mean, I even had a little bit of this um, total cliche of the, the phrase, turn your frown upside down, right? And looking at the hanged man is like, just find a different perspective and going with the surrender. But the reason that I've been struggling with this card, not because of the card or the imagery on the card specifically, but just in the definition of, of it is because I have a six-year-old and I watch him and I watch his friends on the playground when we take him to a park and I see just with the wild sheer abandon that young people go about flinging their bodies through the air on the monkey bars, in trees, climbing, and there's such a physical trust of the mind and body connection that they have as they um, climb about and flip through the air and kind of just like hang upside down in trees or on the playground. And I remember that feeling. I remember knowing where the edges of my body were and knowing the specific muscles in my hands when I would, when I would hang on the bars or that sweet spot on the back of my knees that I knew would hold up my body weight. And the transition from 
upside down to right side up to back to upside down to hanging by one arm to swinging to the next arm and then going back upside down. It was so effortless and fluid and it just came so naturally. And I keep thinking about when did that end? When did I lose the ability to physically hold up my body weight or to change my perspective, to go upside down with just wild abandon and even seeking out opportunities like that. As a kid, I would do things to try to do a headstand or a handstand or a cartwheel or go upside down on the tree and just hang there. And I'm sure that I scared my parents to death. But this idea of like willfully choosing and going about my my physical existence in such a way where I was trying to do basically what the hanged man is asking us to do. Um, surrender and a change of perspective and looking at the world from a different set of eyes because when you turn yourself upside down things look different. So I've been really pondering that because I have felt like my own definition of the hanged man is less of something happening to me where I need to change my perspective but more of this goal or desire or impetus living inside me to go and actually seek out experiences where I have to change my perspective. Um, And I don't know if this is sort of my Sagittarius fiery nature where I love trying new things and I really kind of want to like get some new information and stretch myself. And I don't mean this physically. I am not going and joining a circus aerial arts class or I am not hanging upside down on the monkey bars um, anymore. You know, I'd be worried that I would like break myself. But in the mental and emotional processes, I do feel like I tend to just like try the things that are going to stretch me and change my perspective. So I found that when I've been reading the different hanged man definitions, that there was something lacking there in feeling like, okay, in some situations, I've had to have this happen to me um, and I've had to change perspective. But then where is the room in this card for sort of a re reintroduction uh, into the fool energy, right? The hanged man reminds me a little bit of the fool a little bit maybe wiser fool. And yet there seems to be a little bit of this energy that's a little optimistic and a little like with wild carefree abandon. I'm just going to turn things on its head. So in my favorite deck, the shadowscapes, the image of the hanged man is pretty different than the image um, on the Ryder Smith weight deck. So the figure is hanging um, over a tree branch rather than like the cross beam. This in this image, it is very clearly part of a tree and it kind of it feels to me like an oak tree or like an kind of like an ancient tree. So like an oak tree or like a Douglas fir um, that we have here in the Pacific Northwest. Some of these like old, big, sturdy trees. And the image is of a bare-chested figure hanging over um, this tree branch by both 
uh, knees. So both knees are wrapped around. And the way that the figure is hanging upside down, they're kind of reaching back for their ankles. And it makes the same shape that I would make in a yoga class doing the camel pose. And from what I know about camel pose is that it's a heart opener. So it kind of makes this like letter D and the heart is is open and the back is arched and they're kind of reaching back towards their ankles and they're upside down, which is just an added layer of this heart opener because it's like everything is topsy-turvy and my heart is open and it's very vulnerable. And then there are some really delicate images um, painted that, that you have to really pay attention to um, these cards because this, the images and the symbolism are so faint in some of the cards. If they if they were like a blown up size, uh, you know, eleven by seventeen painting, you would probably see the images much more clearly. But there's like these little wood fairies um, or sprites kind of flying around this image's um, head, and one looks to be either like trying to give this um, this upside down figure a kiss or talking really close to their face or maybe just flying in for like an inspection of like what the heck is going on here and when I read the um, description of the hanged man from the book it really talks about this letting go um, to experience emotional release sort of mirroring um, the story of Odin kind of going on their own vision quest hanging um, on the world tree in the quest for knowledge um, where they hung upside you know they hung on this tree to try to do a lot of that self-sacrifice to give up the self in order to get the larger body of knowledge which makes me think about going back to that Rachel Pollock's idea of the different lines and how this can be an identity crisis, right? If we're sacrificing self, then it could be going into the, if we get beyond self, then what, right? But so I've just been mulling over this hanged man idea and trying to figure out where in my life have I experienced this recently? Where have I either chosen to change my perspective or dive into something that seems like it's going to make me think differently? Where have I physically been trying to do things differently? Um, or where in my past has this card been coming up or come up in the past? Um, I feel like when I was a child, I was really great at doing this physically. Um, and I haven't done that since you know I was I was a young person and so it makes me think okay what are some ways that I could just physically embody this card could I do stuff with my children um, at night where instead of getting home we have this twin mattress that we use um, it's partially because the secondhand shops won't take a a used mattress and, and we haven't wanted to go to the dump it seems a little wasteful um, but also like we don't have a truck to take it to the dump and so I've been using it for probably nine months with the kids um, as a tool like a trampoline <laughs> instead of buying a trampoline we use a twin mattress in the living room and we'll turn on the music and we'll we'll dance and we'll jump and um, it's a great way to kind of an already beat up mattress to use it utilize it in our life 
But so often I feel like I get really stuck in the rut as far as particular chores go or other things like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to commute and then I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to be at work and I'm going to do this, this, and this. And trying to take some of this hanged man energy and being like, okay, what can I look at from a different perspective? Um, even if it's just this playfulness, right? Even if it's not a huge identity shift, what if I just approached my life with a little bit more play like children, right? What if the hanged man wasn't so much about self-sacrifice and martyrdom and looking at life with a different perspective? What if it was just like, find a freaking tree branch and climb it because trees are awesome and your body is awesome and, whoa, look, a squirrel and aren't squirrels cute? And like, what if it was just that wild abandon that we had as children or I had as children? I don't want to speak to everyone's situation because I know that not everyone probably had the wild, carefree childhood that we all imagine. But what if in my, you know, in the next six days, where are some places where I could just infuse this idea of play, where I could trust my body and trust my mind and my heart and trust the sort of congruence there that I can do it, that I can support myself either upside down in a tree or in the boardroom or having a, you know, a challenging conversation with a family member. So my question for you is where in this next week could you change your perspective in just a moment? Is it five minutes that you could think about something differently or even entertain the idea that there could be a different way of doing something? That might be a great place to start. Or what if you were to try my challenge to myself of like, where in this next week could you infuse a little bit of play? Do you have children? Do you have pets? Could you get outside? Could you walk barefoot outside? It's June in the Northern Hemisphere. And for many of us, we're entering in the time where it's a little bit nicer weather. Though, let's be real, Seattle has been having some pretty January gloomy days. But could you do something just silly? What if you dyed your hair a funny color or you wore a shade of lipstick that wasn't the one that was recommended at the count, you know, at the counter um, for, you know, summer colors? Like what, it, what sort of sense of play could you infuse in your life in this next week? And, you know, if you all sent me a picture, tagged me on Instagram of you hanging upside down from monkey bars or trees, I would give you some like major brownie bonus points. So send me emails, send me a direct message on Instagram at Leo Rising Tarot, tag me in photos, send me voice clips. I would love to hear how the hanged man is showing up for you this week in your life. Until we meet again. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, 
Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.